ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. Everybody is I. You all know you are you. And wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, it doesn't make any difference. You are all of them. And when they come into being, that's you coming into being. How's it going, everyone? Hope you're doing all right, wherever you are in the world. And uh, this one today um, is a, to be honest with you guys, I've probably just, I took a little bit of a little break from the podcast, about a week, a week break. I know it probably doesn't seem like a lot to you, but I've been racking these things out for three or four weeks. Um, I decided to take a, a, a little break away um, and be a bit more intentional with um, what I want to speak about. And also, I couldn't probably be any more intentional than this experience that I talked about here because this was kind of where I got the lessons from to take a little bit of a break from the podcast through this mushroom experience that I had. I went off and did a mushroom experience with uh, five friends, five friends who have actually all emerged through the, from the podcast, which is interesting. Every single person has emerged through this pod from the pod vessel of the podcast, which is very interesting how the universe uh, is very, uh, very interesting to say the least anyway, and how these things play out in the world, how there is a divine intelligence that seems to be operating through everything. And this experience that I had today definitely, definitely did solidify that. Uh, in this one today, I hope I did a good enough example of speaking about what I spoke about. You know, like when I, when I have these experiences, obviously I've got a kind of respect you know other people's um other people's journeys i've also got to respect a certain parts of myself to some degree as well even though at times I, I do just put it all out there and see what happens and kind of like use myself as a kind of a sometime some type of ex, a metaphysical experiment and just put it out there on a on the canvas for you all to sort of witness my deepest psychological shit <laughs> And um, things that I'm working on, and where I'm traumatized, and where I'm a fuck, where I'm fucked up. <laughs> but um, you know, I do that in a way that I I I do that in a way, um, you know, to to be of service. You know, like show my deepest aspects, and hopefully it helps you. You know, because maybe in your life you're not getting to hear people be authentic and real. Because as you know, it's sometimes hard navigating that plane and finding people who are open about these experiences and do it in a way that's vulnerable. You know, um, and I hope I can do that for you. Um, and it helps you on your journey anyway. But like I said, I hope you can make sense of this one because when you have these experiences, in particular this mushroom experience, you know, where like language never does these experiences justice. And also the lessons that are coming in 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 in, in you, like when you um when you haven't when you're in these spaces, uh, sometimes they're all over the place. It's hard to decipher, and then you give it time to integrate. You forget it kind of the lessons diminish a little bit, and whatever I see and never would never ever give the experience the full justice anyway so all I can do is, is try my best to put this across and um, so I hope it all makes sense anyway uh, and that's all I'm going to say I was going to say as well guys some things I have been doing integrate a lot over the last few days because it's been challenging to say the least I've been making some jams oh I love jam by the way um, but I've been wild foraging um, blueberries uh, sorry I will have been wild foraging blueberries as well which is really nice 
but I've been wild foraging blackberries to make jams so good basically a little bit of jam and a little bit of honey boiled in a pan left to simmer at room temperature and then put in the fridge oh baby yeah so good so this is not turning into a cooking podcast by the way but uh, anyway you've got to try the jam the metaphysical jam so good uh, so anyway I hope you enjoyed this metaphysical jam in this one peace and love So in this one today I wanted to speak about uh, a mushroom experience, a mushroom journey if you want to call it that, that I had um, last weekend. Uh, so I had this experience with uh, a group of beautiful souls who actually listened to the podcast as well, which was really even more interesting and obviously the stories and the synchronicities of how that unfolded as well, which will all um, make sense a little bit later on as I dive into this one. Um, there's a lot to, to bring forward in this one, as you know, every single um, journey of any uh, every single every single journey that takes you with inside of the self um it has many different turns and um in many different magical and weird and wacky interesting things come up with this also as i break down this as well i wanted to to obviously maintain respect of other people's journeys as well because a lot of the time when i have these experiences um you know i'm also having my own journey but at the same time i also have the ability to to tune into other people's journeys and um, so to, to maintain respect of other people's lessons and things that I tuned into it's always um, respectful to to just honor what what, my, what was coming up in my psyche and then you know I, I have the podcast kind of thing you know it's it's my um, I've made the decision within my life to to expose aspects of myself not of others you know I don't have the right to do so so um whatever everything i will speak about in this one i definitely have um i've definitely felt it out and i know that it's right to 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 use some examples that i speak about but that's my little bit of a disclaimer anyway um but as you know when when these when you have these experiences you know they can be very challenging and i would say definitely over the last week i've really struggled to integrate a lot of these lessons i feel like at times i was stretched so far out i was struggling integrated um when you're in these spaces these secret spaces which they should really be secret spaces you know they should be honored like that um you, you need to understand the importance of integration you need to understand the importance of making sure that um you're doing your practices uh, before make sure you're doing your practices even more so after because the famous expression goes you know chop wood before enlightenment chop wood after and you know these things are um you know we that we're diving into the depths of ourselves you know we're diving in the depths of the of this of the nature of reality and when you're doing that, you know, um, it can take a lot. It can take a lot out on your nervous system. It can take a lot out on your physical body. Um, you really are diving into the depths of the unknown at many times. You know, but like we are, a lot of us when we dive doing this work, we're really on the front line of uncovering what this place is and uncovering the nature of ourselves. So we have to kind of be gentle with ourselves and make sure we integrate integrating that. And um, I'm not going to lie, there was times over the last couple of days where. You know, I didn't want to get out of bed. I just wanted to lie in bed and just didn't want to do anything, you know. Um, and there was times where I could really feel the void within inside of myself pulling us into that place. Um, and it's just one of them things, you know, you have to honour all um, 
emotions and honor all the energetic feelings good and bad and that's just the nature of of life and it's a lesson for when we have bad days in our lives but anyway um in this one um you know this was a really interesting uh really interesting journey for me because a lot of very deep stuff came up you know for example um before we even sort of um started this mushroom journey which was interesting um what kind of unfolded was that and I think this is worth mentioning because obviously later, later stuff that I speak about, but um, Laura, um, who's my girlfriend, is she had a, a dream leading up to, to this experience and the dream for her said that um, on next week she was basically going to die, you know, um, which is obviously very interesting uh, in, in retrospect to, to, the, to, the, to the mushroom journey that was upcoming as well. Um, but what was interesting about this experience is that Laura's um, spirit guide, which is a grandma, um, came up to her in the dream in the dream realm and basically give her that information and what what was very interesting uh, synchronistic uh, sort of synchronicity the synchronicity around that was that sort of a week later the 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 mushroom journey presented itself in front of us and that wasn't sort of preempted it wasn't pre-scripted it was kind of just the way that it fell naturally you know and also the way that the people who sort of were involved in this also kind of turned up naturally as well which was also very interesting to this so a week from when Laura's grandma um laura's guide said to her that you're going to be dying um a week week from now it was literally this the, the night that the ceremony took space was literally a week in advance from this exact to the exact date which is very interesting which will make sense more i speak about this too as well um but anyway we so we we sort of as you know it's always great importance to find a a, a great ceremony sort of a safe space a ceremonial space and nature's always a good a good space for that so anyway in, in the back of my mind i had a, a really beautiful spot that we wanted to partake this experience in and we found this amazing lovely spot woods around it lake in the distance a really magical spot and um we were all sort of all of us in the group was five of us we all sort of carrying out different roles I, I was doing the fire setting up the fire and um, some people were setting up the ceremonial space and um, getting everything ready getting the incense burning and stuff getting the music ready and um you know as you know in life you know the universe kind of doesn't sometimes does things to change the course of your life or sometimes the universe turns up in ways to change the has, has other plans for you and it definitely ha- the universe uh, had other plans for us on this night and it definitely didn't want us to sort of use this spot uh, and what happened is when we were just all chilling around and we were just getting prepared for the ceremony uh, uh, you know a random guy t- uh, turned up um sort of you know out of the out of the woods he came from nowhere it was like a park ranger kind of guy and he was like you know you can't you can't have a fire here you can't sleep here you can't be here um which is very interesting you know the couple i could do a full podcast uh, sort of breaking down that that scenario that unfolded and i just remember you know i, I um staying calm because i know that one of my characteristics is is to not be calm you know i always confront some certain situations with um a lot of fire and some situations probably do need that you know in this world right now where it's lacking you know a lot of alphas but um or people who's going to stand up for stuff but regardless of that before you enter the space of a ceremonial space it's always key to to not be aggressive it's always key to to try and clean out a lot of things before you even go in that space because if you don't and i was to kind of like you know combat that guy's negative energy which it really was negative energy with um fire or aggression 
I would have probably got my ass kicked in the mushroom ceremony. So that's the first thing. You don't want to enter that space already knowing that you're going to get your ass kicked, you know. Because um, after, after you will see with this experience, I already got my ass kicked. And I, all, and I felt like I dealt with that situation very well. So, you know, I just looked at the guy. The guy was being very pushy. He was like, no, I'm watching now. You've got to leave now. You've got to leave now. And I just, you know, I kind of stared into the depths of his soul to a certain degree. And I said, you know, I said, we're here, you know. I said, we're here. Um, we'll be move. We'll, we're going to be moving. Um, you know, we respect that. And I think he kind of got the message, you know. And then he eventually he went away. And then we just decided. I decided in my mind, you know, I said to the group, I said, it's, it's a lesson, you know. It's a lesson. First and foremost, the lesson is that we need to have our own... Uh, sacred space in the future you know when no one can come in and sort of stop that stop that space you know because this is one of the interesting things that within life now you know when people do take psychedelics the worst thing that you want is you want you don't want the apprehension of someone coming to into your sacred space you know when you're doing really deep healing work you know we're living in a work where the where we uh, we're living in a world where we make psychedelics frowned upon you know we we look upon these things as is something that is is bad you know it's something that you shouldn't do and and and, um, and that provides a lot of societal pressures you know is someone going to come in is my parents going to come in the room when i'm doing this what they're going to think what is the en- what energy are they going to create through that are the police going to come you know kind of thing and when you're in these sacred spaces it needs to be a, a safe space where you're completely free to explore your psyche and and this is what's this is kind of like what a lot of us are, are fighting for with creating these places. You know, I know a lot of people around the world are still carrying out these ceremonial spaces in and doing it like COVID kind of thing, doing it under the under the cover of um of of the law kind of thing, and um you know that comes with obviously great it comes with great responsibility, it comes with great dangers as well within the modern day world. But um, I think these things are worth fighting for, you know, because these spaces that we create really are, um, are really are about healing, you know, and they really are about um, changing the planet, you know, fundamentally. And I think that's what the messages of the mushrooms always are. The mushrooms, the me- messages of the plant medicines always are, is that, is that this is important work that has to happen on the planet, uh, because you know we we're a, we're a civilization that's that's lost the way, um, but it's crucial to not be in them spaces and be worrying about someone gonna run in the woods with flashlights like the police you know and kind of like um what he's doing in here what he's doing in here kind of thing you know you want to be have you want to create safe spaces so anyway you know that as you know the universe always guides you into, into the into places where you need to go and this is what this occasion was doing had other plans for us and in the back of my mind i knew a few beautiful spots and I was sort of racking my mind. I had three or four ideas in my mind where I wanted us to go. And I found this uh, in my mind when I was looking in my mind. I found uh, I remember this beautiful spot uh, where I, where I kind of used to go to uh, a beautiful cave. So anyway, we headed across that. We had to cross the lake. We came to get to this spot, and we had to roll up our trousers because we had to go through the lake to get across the other side where uh, no one really is. Where there's no roads into this place. And I was looking around, and for some reason, I just couldn't remember this place that the cave that I that I visited many times from being a young uh, young person. And um, all of a sudden, I was kind of like the group was waiting with all the with all the stuff, all the hiking gear and stuff, and I was just running around like a madman trying to find this spot. And all of a sudden, this other other spot that I never came across before appeared, and I, I just something inside said, "Oh, this is the spot." So anyway, we found a new spot, and it was a place where we knew that we wouldn't be disturbed. You know, open skies, we could be able to see the stars, which was also a reason why we moved to this place, because at the last spot, we wouldn't have been able to see the stars, which for me, obviously, also um, brought a lot of interesting stuff when I was looking up at the skies as well. It's something that I want to talk about later on in another podcast. 
Um, but anyway, um, we had we, we sort of you know we got the spot which was really nice, um, and we as a group we set our tensions and stuff you know and um, the ceremony sort of started um, you know the ceremony sort of took place and um, and within the experience which I noticed because I want to dive into that straight away is that. Uh, for me, I felt like when I looked around at the group, I felt like a lot of the group, and this is not sort of taking anything away from other people who were in the ceremonial space, but I felt like I was definitely having a, a lot of a harder time than other people in this one. Um, I feel like a lot of people were in the bliss kind of thing as I was looking around at them, and I definitely felt like I was really sort of in for some so some arse kicking in this one, and it really was like that. Um, you know, those beautiful moments, but it was definitely an arse kicking as well. And... Um, as I remember a lot of the time through the ceremonial, I was shaking a lot. And I think shaking is a fundamental aspect of, uh, of, of, of psychedelics and doing any deep work. Um, I'm yet fully decided on what that is down to. I have multiple reasons what it could be, you know, where um, I feel like the shaking could definitely be something to do with uh, he- getting rid of stagnant energy within the body and healing the body of trauma. Um, it also could be the, the, the body's way of sort of integrating the the energy that's coming into the into the body at the time you know when you, when we're dancing between the metaphysical and the physical there's definitely a, a, a sort of a, a way of like function or a or a state of being that's fluctuating between the physical body and the metaphysical realm like the etheric realm when you're in there you know uh, the body's trying to hold on the, the the sort of the soul wants to sort of explore so there's kind of a dance between that you know we're also integrating this this work on an energetic level because we're energetic beings uh, also could be down to um, which I've experienced before could be like the 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 souls kind of scared to go into them realms you know the shadow is already trying to hold on the deepest parts of ourselves are scared so the physical body's shaking sort of scared and cold so there's many different ways to look at this you know um, and it's probably maybe different for for everyone maybe it's all above to, to a certain degree too as well you know um but um I think that's a it's an interesting note to make anyway. Um I also noticed as well that um that that one person in the group as well was sort of kind of playing the shaman role and he and he, he did a really brilliant job of that as well and he definitely I think some people on this planet definitely have birth, like sort of natural given birth um natural given um skills and I think one of the person who was at the ceremony definitely had the, was definitely playing the role of the shaman and um we could definitely see why because um, as he was sort of kind of like a lot of the time through the experience as we were sort of going through our experiences he was very much dancing between the two realms and he was um, helping a lot of people purge sort of negative things that, and purge things that were that reside within us all because when we do this deep work we are from an energetic level you know we're purging deep aspects of ourselves and I, what I've understand now what I've learned off the past is it's the shaman's role to dance between them two worlds you know it's the shaman's world to bridge the gap between the physical and the metaphysical and do it in a way that's comforting to the group and also you know um, the shaman through that process naturally has to take on a lot of that energy you know and has to really help people release it and this is definitely what one of the guys was doing and he, he really did a fantastic job of doing that in my opinion uh, there was really interesting times when I was looking at this uh, um, this guy uh, I'm going to call him a friend I'm just trying to not use the word use his name because I haven't asked him either um, but where I was looking at my friend and he was like shape-shifting and stuff which is really interesting I noticed when he was like sort of walking in the woods he was shape-shifting and at different forms I don't even know if he knows this you know I haven't even spoke to him about this here um, and he was shape-shifting um, so to me you know that's kind of like says to me you know like the the ability to it was showing to me his ability to 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 move between the different realms and transcend 
interesting it, it transcend different stuff also at the same time um what uh what i understand about the shaman's role and what i definitely tapped into was that at the same time we're also purging stuff and it also seems the healing that i've done in the past that it also makes sense that the shaman is also kind of things are reflecting within them like working like a mirror so if he is helping someone purge certain stuff it must also make the sense that that is mirroring, mirroring within him and that he obviously certain aspects that are mirroring within us the lesson might be completely different but it's obviously bouncing and refracting within him and he's also having to work on his certain things as he's doing the healing too so the purging's going on for the group collect and the collective but also arguably probably is going on within him as well because what i find with the work is that you know there's so many aspects so lodged in deep within you know like i think i had this discussion today that was uh, with laura and i was, was speaking about is there ever going to be a point on the journey where we have nothing left to give kind of thing is it um and i don't know the answer to that maybe there is but i think as you go there's a famous saying that says you know the is it going to get is the journey going to get easier the more i get enlightened and for my journey it hasn't hasn't been the case you know it's kind of sometimes easy just to fuck around and mess around and be able to like to just you know do all the unconscious shit that you want to do but when you when you're sort of conscious you know the game gets harder and harder so that's where i feel like this probably as the levels get higher if you want to use that word the work probably gets even more integrated and more deeper and then um, that's why it's probably there's always stuff in there to be cleansed out and healed because this the stuff that we've accumulated all this um, mud if you want to call it that in our bodies that's the best we have heard it described it goes so deep you know the mud's got so deep within us but it's just a process you know and we're all we're all healing through that through that um i also um also through that process as well which i noticed that when there was a lot of work going on within the shaman's sh- the ceremonial space i realized like when a lot of energies were being transferred between the group there was definitely a, as the purging was happening amongst the group i was definitely seeing a lot of sort of visions of of sort of creatures like sort of uh sort of maybe, maybe like entities or maybe negative entities sort of leaving people's sort of um auric fields kind of thing or leaving leaving people's energetic space and i think obviously you know i think on a we've all heard like cultures in the past when they or shamans how you know things do get lodged in there and how spirits and evil entities can kind of maybe evil's not the right word but how things can attach into that space you know within our auric fields and it's our role as we're healing you know we're we're removing these things that attack that attach onto us uh, the darkness that attached onto us and you know why wouldn't that be the case when i altered my consciousness in these realms that i seen physical entities leaving people's bodies and um, which is which is wild to say the least um i did a, i did a drawing maybe i'll flash that up on the video version of this podcast and i'll put it in this well i haven't got any show notes anymore for the audio version but anyway yeah i'll, I'll put it out there somewhere and you'll i'm sure you'll find it but um i, I drew a picture anyway in my journal of, of one of the experiences one of the one of the sort of the the things that i seen um so anyway um also as well i'm just looking at my notes here um also one of the experiences of one of the girls who was in the group um as as you know um i think the the unconscious goes very goes very deep like i said before and one of the experiences that unfolded through this experience was that um there was five of us in the group and one of the girls who was in the group um through her experience she kind of walked off into the woods and um all of a sudden for some reason i kind of started getting panicky like worrying about this girl like what you're doing by yourself off in the woods 
um, and obviously as this unfolded what I started to understand is that it was kind of like also a lesson for me because um, one of the things that kind of um, came up for this experience was that uh, wasn't it was a kind of like in my life sort of kind of seeing some people but not seeing others and even like from a from a physical level I'll dive into that one more what I mean from a physical level for example you know when we walk around our daily lives we we see people you know and we think we see people I thought I seen people um but you know kind of like whether through whether through program whether it's through our lack of sight lack, lack of awareness lack of consciousness sometimes we might not see people for who they truly are you know we might overlook someone in a group we might overlook maybe the feminine energy over the masculine for example and this was this is what definitely uncovered through this journey because as it unfolded one of the lessons that i started to uncover is that i started um realizing that I, you know i overlooked this person i didn't see them for who they truly were i didn't see them as a big character in the group kind of thing and i overlooked them and I'll, I'm going to describe obviously how I got an arse kicking with that a little bit later on, but also as well, um, which was really interesting that as I was looking at Laura through the ceremonial space, I was sort of looking at her. Um, I seen her um, sort of shape shift into Michael Jackson, which was really wild, um, the younger version of Michael Jackson. And I think what that kind of symbolifies, and maybe Laura will do a podcast about this and what it means to her, because it probably means something different to her as this is the nature of this work sometimes but for me it symbolized um because in that space i was in at this moment i seen laura shapeshifting to michael jackson and i know also michael jackson with laura has a lot of a deep uh, means a lot to laura you know kind of thing um she laura looked up to michael jackson but it also uh, for the archetype for michael jackson michael jackson for laura is kind of like a, um like a like the archangel mind michael you know it's like kind of a um it's kind of like a, an angel kind of thing, you know. Um, you know, the archangel Michael is also prevalent throughout our history, that, that terminology and that word in two as well. Um, so maybe it's not more about the physical Michael Jackson, maybe it's about the energy that Michael Jackson brought, you know, and what he kind of embodied. And that's what I feel like was going on here, you know, because I was really starting to understand and I was getting really battered on the masculine and how the masculine's too dominant over the feminine and how it needs to be a balance brought on the planet. And I was kind of like, there was a moment where I was kind of bowing down to Laura, you know. I was like kind of bowing down to the earth of the, of the, because I, I believe as well, like the earth, the earth itself, the entity of the earth, the energy of the earth is a mother earth, you know. It's a female entity. It's more masculine. Sorry, it's more feminine, the earth, in my opinion. And there was moments where I was bowing down to the earth and I was putting my head down and I was given, you know, given acknowledgement to, to the, to the, to the, to the po powerful nature of the feminine because it has been kind of, um, overlooked you know and it has kind of been overruled by the dominant nature of the masculine for sure we can all we can all recognize that and i feel like michael jackson when as i was seeing laura shapeshift into him i feel like you know it was representing that that more feminine nature it was representing the more sort of the the dove-like nature within the human consciousness the feminine like nature the more intuitive the more receptive and how that needs to be put in balance in my own life um, but probably is on the collective level too so I thought that was an interesting experience, seeing your girlfriend shaping a Michael Jackson, you know. I mean, she wasn't really doing any many moves, which I, I thought she should have been doing. She should have been doing a couple of, um, couple of hee-hee, shamal motherfucker. <laughs> now you see me, now you don't. <laughs> um, but it's funny anyway. Um, but she's, she's definitely not as good a singer as Michael Jackson, that's for sure. But uh, but it was a powerful it was a powerful one for sure to see, to see, to see the lesson. Um. 
yeah and also like i said before about how um the in the scenario where the, the girl and the group kind of like walked away from the group and like i said before the lesson that i got um as i noticed that like i said i overlooked that person and that as we sort of all come back together um, and the girl joined back to the group I kind of sort of told the girl to come closer to the group because obviously I, I learned that to not oversee and I learned that she's also a bigger part of the ceremonial space as I am and uh, I kind of like I sort of invited her back to the group kind of thing um, to come closer as she was sitting away from the fire and obviously I should did I should did so and um, this was when obviously I really started to I really started to notice that um, the work's really right now that in this moment the in the work it's really sort of it was really hyper focused on me that's what that was my experience on this you know maybe that's part of the ego but it, you know when you're in these reality tunnels it feels like it's all about you at times you know it feels like you are the center of this thing i mean we are the center of the our mandalas but we feels like we're the center of the work and it's all upon you at that time and that's what it felt like so as i sort of acknowledged my my um my process of overlooking someone i was starting to understand that emotion and as i was doing so you know i was feeling the the energy through my body and feeling the 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 acknowledgement of the work and um the cleansing nature of it you know like going from a place of like ah, oh, i see that and then as i did that the energy went through my body and taught me that i have now sort of acknowledged that and i've now seen the lesson so i think sometimes when when you're going for in when you're in a psychedelic experience what i've found is that is that all the nature of is is the nature of it is that you see the lesson it feel it doesn't feel very nice it could be the emotions that could come through that it could be crying there could be pain there could be anger but as you see the lesson it eventually transmutes mutes into a, into a vibrational communication throughout the body to tell you that you've you've got the you've got it you know you're on the path kind of thing you've done the work you've seen it and uh, now it's now you're transmuting it to a certain degree and uh, what happened was um what I noticed is that, like I said before, felt like every all the presence was right on me in this moment. And I looked over, um, and one of the guys in the group had wrote down all our names on a on a rock. And as I sort of my attention, like naturally, the place that I sort of took comfort and sat down next to the fire, I noticed that my name was on the rock that was right in front of us, and it said Dan. And um, so, you know, as the journey unfolded, I started looking around the whole of the campfire and um, went down all the different names. And I kind of got to uh, uh, the girl's name, who was on the rock, and it was like it was wrote very small, and it was also like a really small love heart. And I said to the group, "Why is her name very small?" And what was channeled through, whether it was conscious of of a person saying it, because as you know, sometimes when people speak about these things, sometimes it's unconscious, it's unconscious, or sometimes things are just channeled through for you. Like I said before, we're in our own space, uh, space time tunnel, whatever you want to call it. and what happened was is that person turned around in the group and said it's not about the it's not about the, it's not about the size of the name it's about the it's not about the size of the name you know um it's about the love and as i did that you know i really realized in that moment like how i did overlook that person in the group and how i was just taught an instant lesson you know and as i said like all the vibrations and everything that come over through me in that moment i just knew that this the work was on now you know and it really felt like um you know, it really felt like that the universe was operating through the space in a way, like to really give me some divine emotional truths. Uh, and I was feel like I was knocking so many different ones off um, out of the park kind of thing. You know, I know that's not the right way to look at it because I got taught a lesson on that too as well, getting too confident 
but I felt like I was really sort of like really started to see the emotional lessons and I was getting them quite quick in, in the in the moment and it's really interesting because um sometimes you know like I said before feels like when you're in these spaces it you don't know like is it is this coming through people is it working is it mirroring in them or is it the universe operating through them in a certain way and I'm yet undecided upon that yet you know but i feel like sometimes the universe operates through people in a way to give you specific lessons and it's using their vessel to give you lessons in that ceremonial space and it's obviously also doing that to me also vice versa the other person because i felt that later on in this experience where i felt like sometimes i was seeing things in a consciously i knew what the answer was already going to be but i felt like my physical body had to run the course to give someone else the lesson so that's that's a deep that's a deeper thing to analyze on another day anyway and i always remember like when i was looking down at the group and beside this girl's name there was also a little bit of green moss on the stone and i said to the group what's that and um what had been channeled through it said you know that's the heart chakra and as he as the person said to me the heart chakra i felt it you know and i felt that was the lesson that i i transmuted and learned it which was interesting on an energetic level um but what was really interesting as well is, you know, you know how the, the universe really does have like a, a fuckery nature to it. It really does. It does have like a, a comedy-esque nature to it. And I really felt the theme of that because it was a moment where I felt like the group was um, was seeing a lot of stuff. And bear in mind, obviously, a lot of the group had be, have obviously been listeners for the podcast for quite a long time. And it felt like it had this fuckery nature to it where a couple of people were, I was speaking to them and it was they were kind of like, reverberating um, quotes that I'd said on the podcast of certain things like they, it's hard really hard to explain but it was like well you know the ancients said it kind of thing you know like you know I always talk about the ancients well the ancients said it you know we'll see in the future kind of thing the ancients said it um, and I, it was like there was loads of different phrases that were being bounced around and it really felt like um, you know like that the universe was really having a, a kind of like um you know, really, really fucking with me to a certain degree to really sort of pinpoint this moment that this is important kind of thing to a certain degree. And I think the universe does have a really trickster element to it as well. And as as I was doing that, I was kind of really embracing the trickster element because I, I, kind, I was kind of recognising that whatever was coming through in this moment in the space, uh, the universe was doing that. So I felt, felt like, you know, I'm going to start, I'm a bit of a trickster too, you know. So I kind of felt like I was going to start playing with that energy a little bit and I started seeing a couple of little things back to it and kind of embracing the, the tussle between the universe to a certain degree and having a little bit of uh, fuck around with that too and throwing a, throwing a couple of my things out there, if that makes sense. Uh, so anyway, um, I also felt as well like... Um, that uh, what was also coming through there's a lot of channeled messages coming through and one of the channeled messages were coming through was talking about the essence of mushrooms and how mushrooms it's very much like what terence mckenna and stuff talk about in the past you know like how mushrooms are kind of like are the other are this place in this the space and, and the medicine for the planet and how they can they can they can heal the planet you know and, and the mushrooms at times were speaking to me in that way and telling me you know this is this needs to be respected but it is this mushrooms can really be used to, to change the planet and I can definitely I can definitely see that too you know so the mushrooms were kind of like nudging us and talking to us in that way and telling us that you know that they are sacred and and look what we can do you know kind of thing you know because I think to a certain degree you know the mushrooms kind of you know they have their own probably their own consciousness you know they have their own energetic signature too you know and they you know they they kind of like want to uh, they want to be sort of kind of 
used to a certain degree, you know, because our the nature of us using them gives them consciousness too, you know. So the, the mushrooms like, look at me, you know, you want to use me more, you know, because when we sort of dance with the mushroom, the mushroom also kind of dances, you know. There's like this spiritual evolution that that's happening with human beings and the mushroom. So you know, the mushroom fighting is fighting for your attention too as well. So bear that in mind as well. Um, which I think is really interesting. I know Terence McKenna talks about that that dynamic t- too. You know, um, and also as well, what I felt like was coming up too as well. Another channeled message that came through was um, was that uh, a message that come through said that you know in the past when mushrooms have come to the planet, they've been used for partying. They've been used for um, you know for people basically just fucking around kind of thing. Uh, and in the past, it it didn't serve the purpose of what the mushrooms intentions were you know so that's why right now you know that we have to bring more conscious attention to it you know not just use it for parties it has to be used in a ceremonial space where we go in with intentions we go into places where we're safe with other people with shamans who can manage that realm so that's what it was kind of seeing how the the work this time is going to be different it's not just going to be used for partying and kind of like having a good time it's going to be used to really get into the depths of um of who we are as people and i i, I certainly um i certainly felt that but also um what i felt as well which is really interesting is that you know i'd done this before you know i'd it felt like this this sort of this night had happened before you know um, i know in all our lives we, we we get moments of that you know where we we feel like you know we've done this before like for example something that um i noticed the other days is where i went for a hike in the woods and i was looking over these mountains this was only yesterday this and uh, there was a guy riding up on a bike on his bike to the mountains and something triggered within that seeing that guy and me sitting out and looking upon the mountains and something triggered it reminded us of a dream that i had about four or five years ago of the exact same dream and i think when we have moments in our lives where we that are that's that line up in that way or we have certain deja vus or synchronistic events that line up i think it's trying to like kind of show us that you know you're on your highest timeline because if i had a dream five years ago and i'm dreaming of it now and that must be the argument that i'm on my highest timeline so i kind of see that as a kind of a sign from the universe you know keep going you're on the right track and i kind of also needed that because the place i was in was quite low and it kind of just gave me that little seed within inside of myself to and a little nudge cosmic wink from the universe to say you know you're on the right path keep going you're all right you know you're doing all right because as you know when you're doing this deep work and healing you know it can feel like you can feel like you're that little kid on the on the roundabout you know getting spun a million miles an hour and it's too much you know you're like no 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 and the universe is looking down laughing at you you know so it's one of them it's one of them things um and also something that was interesting that was channeled through as well was um as we were sitting around in the group it felt like a group was coming from the message and it was coming through uh two of the lads who were there and it said like um you know do you think do you think we've we've sort of we didn't have your back do you not think we were close to you kind of thing do you not think we were always had your back and it felt like you know like my guides in that moment were kind of coming through into the ceremonial space and they were telling us you know that we've got your back we're close to you we're watching you and for me that was very comforting that i kind of needed that in the ceremonial space because i felt like you know i really was kind of getting um getting kind of like taught a lesson because something also what as through this experience what i noticed too as well is that you know i felt which i forgot to forgot to mention and explain is that in the scenario with the girl as well where i learned the lesson i also got the essence and the feeling that she died you know that that she basically like committed suicide in that moment which was really also very um 
challenging to me at the same time. So I kind of needed that in that moment, you know, after I'd moved through that process too, that, you know, we've got your back, it's okay to a certain degree. You know, because it's challenging and these, these, like I said, you know, these these experiences are not always kind of like, you're not going to see sacred patterns all the time, which I have experienced. You're not going to always, nature's not always just going to come alive, you know. You're going to basically physically feel and, and have visions of people dying kind of thing, you know, as well. And it's going to feel real and never, and it's going to really challenge certain parts of you. And that's what happened with the girl too as well. And later on down the line where I also recognize seeing Laura physically die too as well, which I'm going to go into in a minute. But um, as we were sort of uh, sitting around the fire as well, which I really noticed was that, you know, we were in the essence of what I was sort of coming through was that because there was five of us there, we were the five elements to a certain degree, you know, that we were the sort of the five elements, you know, the five elements, um, as you know, are earth, fire, water, air and ether. And I felt like each of us were in this ceremonial space, were all taking the role upon each other and we were each one of these elements did get the essence like I was fire um, for sure in this moment but what happened was is one of the pe- people in the uh, in the ceremonial space presented me with different pieces of wood uh, and what happened was in this scenario is, is that the, the wood was chopped and chopped in many different segments and as the work was coming on I noticed how these little pieces of wood were all represented the element that we all recited uh, to put onto the fire and I, I, like I said before, I felt like the universe was also playing like, a little bit of a joke with us. So I kind of like tapped into that energy and I was like kind of getting cocky and confident. And I picked up one of the pieces of wood, which represented one of the elements. And I kind of like held it up in the air. And the essence that came over, is like I said before, I felt like I was tapping into some type of ancient timeline where we'd done this before. We'd all carried out the ceremonial space where we'd sat around the fire. These pieces of wood had been presented to me millions of times before. And I felt, I really felt like... Um, this was like kind of my, um, I was learning a few last more emotional lessons and, I, and looking back now, you know, that's that's kind of ego looking upon this now because looking back with the introspection I have now, I've got so much more work to do, you know. But in that moment, I felt like, you know, this was it, you know, this was, if I got these lessons here, this was my, um, this was my like sort of last banquet on the planet kind of thing, last ceremonial space and I was transcending at the stars, you know, my soul was leaving. And there was a lot of fear around that too as well, which came up later on. But as I was sort of tapping into this ancient timeline where I did this before, I picked up the piece of wood and I just threw it on the fire street when I was like, fuck it, let's do it. And probably everyone who was in that group, you know, didn't really understand what I was doing. You know, they probably just thought I was just throwing wood on the fire because they were having their own experience. But the stream that I was tapping into, I was really in the space of that when I put on all these piece, these elements here, if I decide to put them on the fire... um that's it you know once the fire burns out with these last elements this is it you know like this is ascension this is this is me leaving this meat suit so i thought right fuck it first one on the fire let's go for it straight away bang and then as i held the second one up i started getting a little bit of fear over my body and i was like should i put the second one on i was like because if you put it on you're gonna go (laughs) and then this is where the fear started creeping in you know so anyway i thought fuck it i'm only here once put the fire put it on the fire and then as i had held the other element in my hand I paused for a second. I can remember like kind of looking at it and turning it and looking at it. And um, as I was just about to put it on the fire, something came over us and went, you know, that girl that I overlooked, she, she has to put it on the fire. And as I did that, as I sort of looked at her, I sort of glanced and handed it to the other girl and give it, presented it to her. 
and she put it on the fire and as she put it on the fire i realized that the lesson was more about solidifying that emotional response of you know because i was kind of going back into that place of where you know i was it wasn't my right to put on the elements you know if like if all the elements were were the elements of the whole group um and then pieces of logs represented the rest of the group then why did i have to put on their elements so i got taught a serious lesson in that that when i'd put on the two elements you know that i should have give all the elements to everyone else in the group i shouldn't have just been putting them on myself um but i got the lesson you know when i when i sort of looked across to the girl and said no you have to put it on but that was the big lesson in that one is that you know like it kind of ran this whole journey of trying to show me this ancient timeline but i kind of got it wrong you know um, but then i seen it and learned it so it shouldn't have been me who's putting on the elements for others you know they should have put on put on their own um, so maybe next time when I go back to that and I tap into that timeline, maybe in a thousand years time, you know, maybe next time instead of maybe I'll put one of the elements on and maybe I'll get there quicker and give it and present the rest to everyone else and allow them to put it on instead of just being in the ego and putting it on myself. So that was a big lesson to me, you know, yeah, for sure. Also as well, which was interesting about this experience, like I mentioned earlier on about how Laura, you know, prior to this, Laura had a dream saying that she was going to die in a week's time. It was also an experience where I was, you know, I was looking at Laura and um, you know, she was having her own blissful experience, which we've talked about now. But to, but the experience that I was seeing, you know, I was seeing her physically die, but she was basically physically being bo- uh, physically and metaphysically having a rebirth, you know. But to me, that was kind of like death. And I think the reason why on the surface it looked like a death to me is because Laura was really going into her feminine. And she was really sort of, as she'll talk about later on, she she was coming into her jaguar nature. You know, she found out what a spirit animal is. And she was really tapping into that divine feminine, which she truly is. You know, she's a beautiful lady. And um, as she was tapping into that essence, you know, there's fragments within me um, which are probably scared of that, you know. Um, and that's being honest, you know, because... The masculine and the feminine dynamic on the planet has really been out of balance for such a long time on this planet that the masculines on this planet, you know, we have um, sort of uh, we have sort of went into the the timeline of of being the dominant person on the planet, you know, which is seriously out of balance. And you know, and probably for the masculine inside of ourselves, you know, that's probably safety. It's probably comfort to just run out these court, run out this timeline, run out these patterns. But as the feminine on the planet starts to evolve course it's going to bring up um moments of where we moments of where the masculine has been hurt or where the masculine is out of balance and it's going to sort of you know it's going to probably the shadow within inside of the masculine is going to be holding on at these elements and there's going to be a lot of tension with that and that's what i was feeling you know i was kind of holding on to them parts maybe where laura was kind of like stepping into her true power but i seen it you know and i, and I, and I recognized it very fast um and i understood like what was going on here and I remember there was a scenario also as well which transmuted where Laura basically, you know, she decided she wanted to go and have her own space. And what came up in this is that, you know, I kind of like I was attached to that moment. You know, I was worried about her. Of course, there was like a lot of love, you know, I didn't you know, I love about the situation. I didn't want to just wander off in the woods by herself. But at the same time, I learned, you know, like she needs, she's a woman, you know, she needs to have her own space. You know, if she wants to go off and walk in the woods, she has her own soul, she has her own consciousness. So straight away i got taught you know that like she's the one person you know she's a she's a jaguar you know um, don't fuck with a jaguar either um but she, she had to embody that energy and you know there was times where I was, when slora left the space where i knew she was consciously i knew she was in the woods by herself 
and I was there was parts of me where I was really toying between the feminine and the masculine dynamic, you know, the protective nature and how the protective nature can be too much out of balance. And um, there was times where I was sitting around the fire, I was shaking, I was crying. Um, I was really in the, the the really start really dancing between the attachment mode. And I uh, I remember like uh, one of the the shamans who I said he was doing the group really held the space well. And he was like, you know, everything's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. And I kind of just needed that, you know, under that like that little bit of comfort, you know, to understand that she's fine. It's it's okay, you know. Uh, and anyway, um, I got a moment in the ceremony where, um, I f- you know, I f- the group also agreed that it was okay for me to kind of go and make sure Laura was all right, you know, when she was off in the woods. And I walked off into the woods and um, she was just standing there like like a beam of sh- sunshine, you know. I could see her purely in her, in her essence. And also what we've learned from this scenario as well is that, you know, the, the, the moon is, is, is the feminine-like nature, you know. That's why this ceremony had to take place because it was a lot of healing around the feminine. And, and when it gets dark in the nighttime, I feel like the dark and the moon, it is the feminine nature. It's the feminine-like aspect of this reality. And, uh, you know, Laura was looking up. She was just completely in that Jaguar-like nature, uh, looking uh, looking out amongst the stars. And it was beautiful as well. And, you know, like, as we were sort of standing amongst each other, I also kind of felt like that if I gazed with Laura, you know, that I was also going to be blasting off, you know. And there was parts of me that were getting scared through this, you know. Like, I didn't want to even look in Laura's eyes because I could see she was in the zone, you know. And, and uh, parts of me were, like, kind of felt like I'd had a hard time, you know. Like, um, also, like I said before as well, I know I'm jumping all over the place, but like I said before, I, I witnessed one person kind of physically die and I also had a scenario where I was looking at Laura before before this played out where I looked at her and she was physically dying, you know, where I could see her soul leaving her body. Um, but she was having a great time, you know. <laughs> but from, from my perspective, she was dying. So I felt like I'd been pulled all over. So there was a lot of fear that was still left in me at this moment. But anyway, going back to the scenario, but further on where we where I went went back and met her in the woods, and I was looking at her, and I could feel like she was really in that that jaguar nature. And a scenario came up where we're basically, um, like I mentioned earlier, where sometimes you know things are operating through us, even though your your higher self or your soul already knows what the answer is going to be. It felt like I just had to run the course for the for the nature of the thing things to play out, and. I already knew that when I said to Laura, are you going to come back to the to the fire? That she was already going to say no. But from a physical level, I had to run the course and say it out loud. So I said, are you going to come back to the fire? And Laura was like, no, I'm okay. I'm going to stay here. Um, and I, you know, I respected that I moved back to the fire. And I really felt like that the movement of that energy shift, you know, and change to more relaxing energy. Like I know she's fine. She's she's you know she's a jaguar. She's in the woods. She's a jaguar. No one's no one's fucking with her, you know, in there <laughs> right now. Um, she's got it. She's found a superpower. And uh, anyway, I went back to the ceremonial space and sort of you know there's a lot more to this in 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 between this. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, we we sort of brought the the ceremonial space back to back to, back to to end kind of to kind of degree. As you know, it never really ends anyway. You know, the, like I said, but the integration is still going on now. You know, um, but I I really felt like through this experience, and you know, like I said when I first started this, obviously there's a lot more to this that unfolded. There's things that I'm also kind of holding back to a certain degree because I want to honour them. I also want to kind of um, I've got another podcast idea lined up there. I want to dive even deeper into, into one specific element that played out through this mushroom experience, which was wild to say the least. Where I seen the the cosmic grid that was that's above our heads 
so I want to dive into that deeper. It deserves a podcast on its own. Uh, but anyway, you know, like one, I think one of the biggest things I learned from this whole experience is that you know the, you know that there is obviously still a lot of work to do. You know, there's a lot of work to do within me, um, and there is obviously there's deep deep parts that reside within me. You know, that are scared of death to some degree. You know, and I I remember the, hearing this quote a long time ago talking about how when some people do leave this realm, uh, some people don't accept that they that they've died. You know, so the human experience is we are all playing out. Um, life in a way to to so that we can accept our death kind of thing we can transition over but a lot of times i feel like the way that this work this world plays out plays out you know it feels like at times that we maybe we're already dead you know we're already dead but we just we haven't acknowledged it or maybe there's parts of us that um there's parts of us that can't transition over or move over to the other realm because we haven't healed them, you know, there's emotional wounds that we haven't faced. You know, this place at times does feel very dreamlike, you know, what is even reality anyway, you know, what is this all about? There's something profound going on here anyway, you know, but like I said, the work goes, the work at times does go deep, you know, it goes really deep and it can stretch you out very far. <clears throat> and I think that one of the reasons why it can be the work can feel like it's not ending and it's going on all the time you know and i know a common theme of a lot of us seekers out there is that you know when's the work going to stop is it ever going to stop probably not you know now you've awoken the now you've awoken the beast with inside you know there's no going back as sort of see you know but i feel like one of the reasons why it does is very challenging is because you know there is obviously there is parts within you know there is parts within us you know that kind of you know they do just want to kind of be able to carry on carrying out acts that the that they that was unconscious in the past or carrying out certain things um that you can no longer do you know because because now you're awake you know you can no longer carry out certain things and i think there's probably unconscious parts and parts within us you know that that kind of do want to just go back to that way of being you know they want do want to carry out them acts but now you've awakened and now now you've become more conscious you know you can no longer do them and probably that can be scary to certain parts of the self you know um but it's, it's too it's too late now you know as they say once you take the pill in the matrix that's it it's game over you know um and also you know because you now know you know you, you know that you know you know god's not without outside you know you know god's you are the god you know you are the judge of your own self and i think that's the biggest thing that i've that i've learned through all this place you know that this in my opinion that this whole place is a you know we are in a a cosmic soup of of metaphysical purging you know where we're we're trying to you know we're like kind of finding our, our way back to who we are who we are as beings you know like we've kind of lost our way you know we've fallen there's been a fall in consciousness in our own individual lives and um you know the emotional wounds are, are real you know they're in plain sight when we sort of act a certain way or we carry out a certain emotional response to a certain situation and, and we know it's not and not good you know or it's, or it's not carried out from love um it's that's not good you know we have to find our way back to the wound like where does that wound come from why am i acting out a certain way why am i being a dickhead you know and this all stems from the emotional wounds you know if there's a physical problem a physical sickness it's an emotional wound you know if you're acting in a certain way it's an emotional wound everything is comes from an emotional wound in my opinion and it's like a, it's like a video game when you start to realize it you know i mean it's probably not the best way to describe it but it is like a video game because once you start clearing these things out like super mario you know and these things start binging up and you're like 
ah, I catch you, I see you, I see that where where, I'm, where I've got an emotional wound. And you heal it, you know, you get a superpower and you, you're able to have greater foresight and see something else. Um, so in a kind of degree, we are or we are all sort of like video, we are on our video, video character, you know, but we're not like kind of like, we're not running around like on Grand Theft Auto, like uh, stealing cars and shagging prostitutes, you know, well, maybe some people are doing that right now, you know. Yeah. I was probably doing some of that in the past, but uh, now you know, like the bad guys are are the are the wounds, you know, like they're the the emotional wounds. They're they're the bad guys now, and then we overcome them. You know, we kind of we 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 face the and we face the sort of the the different boss battles within inside of ourselves. We no longer kind of like we, we kind of no longer the the game's not out of our control. You know, we are the controller we we, we 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 sort of we grab we, we get the physical control in our hands which is the self the higher self um so anyway this journey is interesting that's all i wanted to say probably none of it made sense i hope some of it made sense just wanted to be brutally honest about some of the so through the mushroom experience that i had and that's all i'm going to say i'm going to be done rambling now so wherever you are in the world i love you all keep seeking as always peace and love Thanks so much for checking out that podcast. I hope that all made sense. As I said, you know, sometimes these things don't make a lot of sense. You know, the nature of this reality doesn't make sense. You know, it's one of the, it's one of them things. Um, but a lot more interesting stuff to come anyway. Like I said, I've said in previous ones, I, I I wanted to get this one sort of on recording so I can make way for other stuff to come forward. Um, I want to also speak about the experience I had where I sort of found some past life karma Um, I know to some people that might sound crazy might not believe me but give me an opportunity to speak about it you know and you might um, you might believe me a bit more you know so that'll be coming up in a few days time I also want to speak about an experience that I had where throughout my consciousness where I seen the grid the cosmic grid that's all around us I want to dive deep into that and uh, bring some research to that um, but anyway, that's all I'm going to say. Enough of that one. If you can, as always, please, in your heart, consider supporting the podcast through the one-off donation option, the Patreon page, or even have a crypto option now as well. Um, it would really mean a lot and help me to keep turning up in a way that I am. I love you all, wherever you are in the world. And just to play this song out, this is a beautiful one. This is um, a song by um, a guy who was on my friend who came, who was on the who was the who, who was the shaman at the X Experience. He picked the perfect song. To, to play out uh, this amazing ceremony that he really um you know he really held the space in a really beautiful way and he truly is a shaman in my opinion that's for sure um so that'll be interesting space for him to explore um in his life in the future for sure but this is a beautiful song um it's called peace of mind by the barley mob peace and love wherever you are in the world And we need 
And we need so peace, peace in our minds. 
the bed I've made I've reaped, I've sowed, I've paid I've been shot down and I've been betrayed But I've 